This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 46 is brought to you by, guess who? I-G-U-S. That's right. If you are inside of the United States, finding a Forex broker is about the easiest thing you can possibly do. Because there's only one good choice, and that is IGUS. IGUS is also bringing back their deposit bonus. And this is good until May 31st, 2022. So click the link in the show notes. That will take you to the blog. Go all the way down to the bottom of the blog and click that link and get yourself started. If you guys aren't trading right now, I'm not sure what you're doing. But if you need a secondary broker, a good backup broker, which we all need, or if you're just now getting started, IGUS is the way to go for American traders. So click the link down below and get yourself started. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and as long as I have been investing, I think, I don't know this for sure, but I think last Thursday was the single worst day my portfolio has ever had. And this is including the big drop we had in 2020 with COVID. I really think it was the worst, and every single stock I had just got murdered. And I don't have all commodities in my portfolio. You know, I have things like carbon credits. I have a, a crypto stock in there, a couple other ones, but it just did not matter. And I suspect many of you had that same futility as well. And to make matters worse, normally the very next day you get a little bit of a rebound. Um, but I am recording this early Friday afternoon, a bit earlier than usual. And uh, so far, it doesn't look like we're going to get that rebound. Uh, and that's putting it lightly. I'm getting hammered again today. Now, as long-term buying holders, things like this bother us less than it bothers other people. You know, but then again, we would all like to see our stocks go up every single day. And we don't like seeing our portfolio drop like this. But the theme of episode 46 is not going to be what's happening right now during the drop. It's going to be our mindsets right after drops like this. Um, and not just in commodities, in a lot of things. I feel like we've seen it too many times this calendar year where things drop a lot in a very quick amount of time, and then far too many people out there automatically think, wow, this is a great time to buy. Doesn't matter what it is, doesn't matter what happened to it, doesn't matter why it happened. People just assume it is, I'm doing air quotes, cheap now, therefore it's a great time to buy. Now, sometimes it is, but most of the time it's not. Now, I love trading a good overreaction as much as anybody else does. Uh, but one of the benefits of using the weekly chart to time my entries is that I don't end up moving too quickly and too thoughtlessly. You know, I allow myself to ask the question, why? Why did X drop the way it did? And if the only reason I could find was some cockamamie reason that doesn't make any sense or no reason at all, well, then I know it was probably just manipulation. And what is manipulation? It's the big whales dropping the market down on purpose so they can buy at a better price. And I'm actually cool with that because then that allows me to buy at a better price as well. You know, do as the rich do. Uh, but sometimes there is a perfectly good reason as to why some of these equities drop the way they do. And we have to understand the difference between those two things. 
Now, recently we have had three particular, I guess let's call them sectors, that have fallen quite a bit. And let us take the rest of this episode to try and figure out why. Because like I said before, if it's a good reason as to why they fell, well, then we should not be touching these things. Uh, But if it's a bad reason or no reason, then long term, this is actually good news for people who are holding on to these stocks or people who are interested in buying or adding on to their positions. Now, before we get started, actually, let me add in one more situation. And depending on how long you've been with the channel, you've seen this a couple times. We've had a couple flash crashes in the Forex market. And these are funny because there is never, ever a good reason as to why these flash crashes occur. And then they always come right back to where they were, like one or two days later, if that. Sometimes within the day itself. I've written blogs on this in the past. If you just want to go to nononsenseforex.com, go to the search bar and type in flash crash, you'll see it. Um, I think January 2019 was the big one I wrote about, but it's total fuckery, total manipulation. Um, And if you're on top of it, you can actually just go in and buy the dip, I guess. And the odds of you doing very well are going to be high. Um, But for everything else, there is a bit more nuance. So let's go ahead and get started with those. The first one I want to talk about is China. All right, there's a lot of people out there that have overnight gotten very bullish on China. And if you were to ask them why, they would have a pretty hard time giving you a clear answer. I can pretty much tell you what they're thinking. You know, China is a very large economy that just had a big drop. You know, therefore they are trading at a discount. Now, I've gotten questions in the YouTube comment section about my thoughts on China. And I usually don't answer questions like that, mainly because I can just simply do it here and, you know, kind of broadcast this to everybody as opposed to the five or six people that actually see that comment and read it. Now, China, to me, is the single most fascinating country on the planet right now. So many variables out there. I mean, if we wanted to, we probably could spend a good one or two episodes just talking about China itself. Uh, But I will sum it up the best I can here. Now, again, everybody has different opinions on China. I'm simply stating mine. Um, But I'm pretty confident that my opinions will be on the right side of history once this whole thing shakes out. Now, to me, China, really everything China does is an act of desperation. In poker parlance, they have a huge stack of chips, but they are not playing big stack poker the way they should. And there are lots of reasons for this. You know, if you zoom out and look at the very big picture, they have a demographic nightmare on their hands, and they import 80% of their food. Now, what are the reasons they were able to get so big in the first place? Well, again, if you truly zoom out and look at the core of the matter, you know, there were some things domestically that they certainly did right. But the United States did decide to protect pretty much everybody that wasn't Soviet or a Soviet supporter at the time, and that includes China. So they were able to develop and grow, and then the United States became their largest trading partner, which was very lucrative for them. And don't understate those two things, especially the first one. You know, you have places like South Korea that 50, 60 years ago was a a backwater. You know, but when you give countries like that freedom and latitude to get supplies from wherever they need to and develop the way they should be able to develop you know, really great things can happen. But out of those two main things I mentioned, you know, the United States protecting everybody else and 
the United States becoming China's number one trading partner. The first one is no longer true. Uh, we don't do that anymore. And the second one is going away. Almost everything the United States gets done in China from a manufacturing perspective is slowly moving over to Mexico. Um, it hasn't fully happened yet, but the process has begun. It began a few years ago. Um, so the two main things that have really benefited China the most are either going away or it's already gone. You know, have we seen peak prosperity in China? I think we have. I think it's only downhill from here. And those dominoes have been falling. Uh, you all seen what's happened in the real estate market over there. Uh, that situation does not look to get better. And in a lot of cases, when you've seen the downfalls of economies and society as a whole, real estate is often one of the first dominoes to drop. Uh, China's economy overall has been falling. It's been falling at a faster rate than most other economies, and for obvious reasons. Now, if I were just to simply stop here, uh, you would have more than enough reasons to never want to long China again for the next 10 years. Oh, but wait, it gets worse. Did you read my blog this week? If you didn't, I will link it down below. Uh, as a lot of you have already seen, they have discovered a new COVID variant over there. It's a different form of Omicron, which you would think uh, would just be weaker than regular Omicron, which was already weak. So what's the big deal? Uh, well, they're certainly acting like it's a big deal because they have shut down entire cities of tens of millions of people. Uh, Shanghai was the first. And a lot of people were wondering why that was the case. I do have a friend that has, he lived there for a long time because he has businesses uh, that operate through Shanghai. He finally had to leave, uh, but he, he would probably know better than anyone. He said there is a faction over there that does not get along with uh, the current administration. Uh, so this was kind of an FU from Beijing, uh, but who knows? It's really bizarre and it's really over the top and people were starving and they were revolting, and we're seeing things that you know were just so out of the ordinary, even for modern times. And an after effect of this is that now just about every major port in China is shut down. What great timing that is. We already have a shipping crisis. Now these ships are experiencing backups at the departure port and the arrival port both. Good Lord. How are we supposed to get anything? So, I mean, you already had a bad situation in China, and it is doing nothing but getting progressively worse at every turn. You know, sometimes once those dominoes start falling, they start falling fast. So when these people see stocks drop in China and think it's a good time to buy because they just got cheaper, well, you know, is it? Could be. You know, I'm not a financial advisor. Don't do anything I say, but... I think if we really take a step back and ask ourselves why, and now would certainly not be the time to try and find value in a place like China. I'm avoiding it. Now, moving on to the United States stock market. Netflix was the big story this week, uh, dropping 25 30% in one day, and then they just kept falling after that. After it had been reported that their viewership was down a lot, uh, this was really strange, too, because they can see their viewership go up and down. Uh, they can see how many subscribers they have and how many they don't have and what rate that's rising, falling, all that. Um, yet everything just kind of came out in one big burst the way it did. Now, I'm not going to spend any time trying to figure out why that was. But I do know 
that in a lot of financial media and even contrarian financial media over this past month, there's been a lot of people talking about going long tech stocks. And once again, if you take a step back and really ask yourselves why, you might be able to come up with a few pros, but you're going to come up with a lot more cons than pros, in my opinion. Now, first off, the market has already been falling. We've been talking about that for a very long time. All of the macro pieces are in place for a very large, prolonged decline. Bubbles bursting everywhere. On top of that, the FANG stocks, so FANG is F-A-A-N-G. Uh, you have Facebook, which is now Meta, um, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, which is now Alphabet. Uh, these were the stocks that were pretty much propping up a market to where every other stock and every other sector was falling. You would never have noticed it because the FANG stocks were doing so well still, despite all this. Uh, but lately, we've seen cracks in the veneer, haven't we? Um, Facebook has not been doing very well. Netflix just fell, and I don't think at this point they can really fully recover from something like that. Um, stranger things have happened, I guess, but I, I would be really surprised if they did. Apple has pretty much gone all in on China, getting most of their chips, most of their parts from China. I don't think that's the place I would want to have an abnormally large part of my business right now. And plus, like we have spoken about on this podcast and in the blog, we are probably going to be entering a time where people are going to be spending more money on the things they actually need as opposed to things they actually want, uh, which is not good for FANG stocks as a whole. Now, FANG stocks were the one thing propping up this market. Uh, suffice to say, they have a lot of influence as to whether the market as a whole goes up or down. You know, if they were the one thing propping this market up, and then they collectively start to correct too, you know, look out. And oh, by the way, we are supposed to be raising interest rates in the United States, and they are actually doing that, with many more scheduled. You know, will they pull the trigger on this? Who knows? But it is officially rate-raising time, and on a very macro level, that is exactly not the time to be in the stock market. I mean, just basic stuff here. So if you're looking for value, you know, with all the places you can look, I just don't understand why anybody would be looking here. Now, the stock market has gotten so manipulated over time. Again, stranger things have happened. It wouldn't completely surprise me if it went up. Uh, but I personally will need a lot more evidence than that uh, because the evidence I have on the other side is overwhelming. So now turning it over to the thing that most of us on this podcast care about, and that's going to be commodities. You know, sometimes they go down with the rest of the market. That's normal. But at the rate they did these last couple days made absolutely no sense at all. And I was digging deep. I was looking all over for a solid reason as to why this might be happening. Because again, if you take a step back and look at the big picture, pretty much every commodity is getting smaller in supply and growing in demand. In case you're wondering, that's really good. Now, as surprising as this drop was, it's not completely surprising. If you've been in the commodities game long enough, you know how it goes. You know, it's escalator up, elevator down every time. You know, this was just a hell of an elevator ride down and, you know, people want answers. And the funny part is there's not a lot of good answers out there. I mean, how can you explain silver and uranium and gold and copper, you know, things that have completely different properties and completely different fundamentals as to why they go up and down. 
you know, why did they all crash at the same time? I mean, uranium got absolutely murdered. You know, is there any good reason for this at all? You know, was there a meltdown somewhere? Did they find uranium on Mars? I mean, these would have to be the reasons for a market like that to fall the way it did. Yet absolutely nothing on a fundamental level happened. So the only real conclusion we can draw is what we talked about at the top of the show. It can only be manipulation. And through the use of ETFs and the futures market, you know, whales do have the ability to drop markets like this so they can come in and scoop up lower prices for the inevitable move higher. You see this in crypto all the time. It's no different. So just when in doubt, if you don't know the reason why and you can't find the reason why, manipulation is likely going to be the reason. And that, from a long-term point of view, is tremendously bullish. Manipulators wouldn't do this if they thought the price was going to go down over time. (laughs) That would be a really stupid strategy. So as usual, contrarians, ignore the noise, take a step back and look at what's actually going on, and pay very close attention to the fundamentals. If we take all three things we spoke about on this episode, have the fundamentals for China, let's just say in the last two years, gotten better or gotten worse? They have gotten progressively worse. Um, Some would say awful, and I would agree with that. What about the stock market? Well, if you factor in COVID and an energy crisis and something that was already super overinflated due to counterfeit money printing, there's the only reason why it didn't fall sooner. And now the one thing propping up this weekend at Bernie's corpse of a market we have, finally showing real signs of breaking down, I would say the fundamentals have gotten a lot worse. So what about commodities? Well, the only things happening here is what I just spoke about before. Supply is falling, demand is rising, and we are finally starting to realize, A, what real money actually is, and it's not cash. And we are also coming to grips with the fact that we are still going to have to rely on things like fossil fuels and things like uranium to get us through the next decade without everybody freezing and starving to death. You know, demand is rising all across the board. Have you seen the premiums on silver and gold, but especially silver? Super high. You know, the platinum market is screwed. The palladium market is double screwed. Prices are going up everywhere, yet the miners have not reflected this. What a golden opportunity to accumulate or accumulate more. You know, what a blessing. I still get to do this podcast during a time of accumulation, because that's where we are. And now things just got even better to accumulate with no solid fundamental reason behind it. Now, I'm going to hope in the coming weeks that things don't just keep falling further, but if they do, I'm not going to do anything rash. I will simply do what I always do and sit back and allow my weekly chart to tell me when to re-enter, and I will likely add on to some of the positions I have. And I will continue to do this every time I get the chance. When you are a long-term buy and holder, the rises can be really great, but in many ways, the drops can be too. Uh, Now, if I felt like there were some real fundamental reasons as to why things were dropping, that would be another story, but that is certainly not where we are. Blindly thinking something is cheap simply because it dropped a lot, to me, is crazy. We, on the other hand, are not crazy. We're just early. (laughs) 